0: Today is November, what is it today? Today, November 15th, 2020. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, We Agnostics. We are going to be starting on page 50, the last paragraph. Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. We'll be reading through page 53. That last full paragraph arrived at this point. We were squarely confronted with the question of faith. Um, Today's reader is Nancy P., and our guest speaker for a 20-minute share is Uta G. from Germany. So, Nancy, if you could please read for us.
1: Sure. Thank you, Kim. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare, since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking in the face of collapse and despair in the face of total failure of their human resources they found that a new power peace happiness and sense of direction flowed into them this happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life leaving aside the drink question they tell why living was so unsatisfactory they show how the change came over them When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they represent a powerful reason why one should have faith. This world of ours has made more material progress in the last century than in all of the millenniums which went before. Almost everyone knows the reason. Students of ancient history tell us that the intellect of men in those days was equal to the best of today, yet in ancient times material progress was painfully slow. The spirit of modern scientific inquiry research and invention was almost unknown. In the realm of the material, men's minds were fettered by superstition, tradition, and all sorts of fixed ideas. Some of the contemporaries of Columbus thought a round earth preposterous. Others came near putting Galileo to death for his astronomical heresies. We asked ourselves this, are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material? Even in the present century, American newspapers were afraid to print an account of the Wright brothers first successful flight at Kitty Hawk. Had not all efforts at flight failed before, did not Professor Langley's flying machine go to the bottom of the Potomac River? Was it not true that the best mathematical minds had proved men could never fly? Had not people said God had reserved this privilege to the birds, only 30 years later, the conquest of the air was almost an old story and airplane travel was in full swing. But in most fields, our generation has witnessed complete liberation of our thinking. Show any longshoreman a Sunday supplement describing a proposal to explore the moon by means of a rocket and he will say, I bet they do it, maybe not so long either. Is not our age characterized by the ease with which we discard old ideas for new, by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something new which does? We had to ask ourselves why we shouldn't apply our human problems to our human problems, the same readiness to change our point of view. We were having trouble with personal relationships. We couldn't control our emotional natures. We were prey to misery and depression. We couldn't make a living. We had a feeling of uselessness. We were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't seem to be of real help to other people. Was not the basic solution of these bedoublems more important than whether we should see newsreels of lunar flight? Of course it was. When we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, we had to start beating, doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. The Wright brothers almost childish faith that they could build a machine which would fly, which would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. Without that, nothing could have happened. We agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems when others showed us that God's sufficiency worked with them, we began to feel like those who insisted the rights would never fly. Logic is great stuff. We liked it. We still like it. It is not by chance we were given the power to reason, to examine the evidence of our senses and to draw conclusions. That is one of man's magnificent attributes. We, agnostically inclined, would not feel satisfied with a proposal which does not lend itself to reasonable approach and interpretation. Hence, we are at pains to tell Why we think our present faith is reasonable. Why we think it more sane and logical to believe than not to believe. Why we say our former thinking was soft and mushy when we threw up our hands in doubt and said, we don't know. When we became alcoholics crushed by self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? Arrived at this point, we were squarely confronted with the question of faith. We couldn't duck the issue. Some of us had already walked far over the bridge of reason toward the desired shore of faith. The outlines and the promise of the new land had brought luster to tired eyes and fresh courage to flagging spirits. Friendly hands had stretched out in welcome. We were grateful that reason had brought us so far, but somehow we couldn't quite step ashore. Perhaps we had been leaning too heavily on reason that last mile and we did not like to lose our support. Thank you for letting me share and read and with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much, Nancy. And next, we're going to have Uta G from Germany share for twenty minutes on the reading. Good. Well, good afternoon, Uta. Oh, Uta, we don't hear you.
2: The second. Can you hear me now? I can hear you beautifully. Okay. Thank you. Hi Kim, thank you for inviting me and I have to admit it's really exciting now for me because it's not my mother tongue and I I hope I I can do uh, in the English it works for you. So just a brief introduction of me, I'm a recovered overeater and I'm 56 years old and it's my first memories of my addiction started as I was a child as I had stolen money out of the first from my mom to buy sweets. So for decades, I was dealing with this addiction and uh, dealing with everything. And just as we read that portion, uh, just I was looking back, it's the only thing I can have is this is hell. And after that, this is God. And um, I was dealing with every diet I could do, weight watchers, acupuncture, fasting, eating only eggs, and so on and so on. And as I reached OA, I still didn't catch what was presented in the big book. And I still was was that one who was dealing with the one, two, three relapse because I didn't get the idea and I didn't hear the idea of the allergy. And that started in 2018 as I was in the retreat. And since that time, as I went through the steps with Kim, I'm recovered and I'm grateful for this life and it's a new life, it's a life with God, and it's a, uh, everything before is really like hell, so this is just shortly about me, and um, everything uh, I want to share is really, it's not about me, it's it's really, this big book is for me also, one of the biggest, uh, how can I say, it's slamming into directly in my face, because I also was not only an uh, overeater, I was also a spiritual junkie, and I was Running to every spiritual teacher, reading a lot of spiritual books, and now finding this part in truth and freedom in one book. This is really this is a a huge a, a huge thing for me. And um, is there anybody who can uh, look for the time in case um, I, I got lost?
0: Yeah, I have a timer on. Do you want me to give you a like a five minute warning? Oh, yes, that
2: would be great. That would okay. be really great. Okay. You have, you're at 17 minutes right now, but I'll give you a five-minute okay. warning. Okay. okay, okay, thank you very much. So what speaks to me in that portion that was just read is in that here are a thousand men of women uh, w- Women is that when I think the power greater than, than, than themselves is really the only thing that works because everything that is without that power is the proof of my life. The proof of my life is that nothing worked without that power. And also what speaks to me in that portion is the revo- the simple things, to do certain simple things there has been a revolutionary change. And also that was also always a part of my um, l- lack of recovery. I'd, it always has to be very complicated and doing the steps and working the big book and getting in, in, in contact with god is really simple things and it has to be simple because my mind is really he loves to complicate everything but simple things that were really that part where i i really realized and i really recovered and had a revolutionary change and also the part i really love it's my life really is totally different since i'm in connection with god it's it is a living and it is thinking before it wasn't living, it wasn't thinking. And when I'm thinking of in the face of collapse and despair, when I think back as I was before I, I went through the steps with Kim and, in the, and I was introduced to the big book, collapse and despair is really what I experienced. I started from, uh, I was I'm addicted, I was addicted, still I am and I don't use that anymore is sugar. And when I think back to that portions that I started to produce raw daff, eating small portions, then preparing more raw daff, eating that, and then at the end, I ended up with that I had the idea that I can have dinner instead of having having really uh, healthy food, eating eight ounces of a raw daff and butter and sugar. And so this is the collapse and despair where I can find that was before I found God. And that really speaks to me so so uh, as a big warning. It is a collapse and despair. And also what speaks to me in that book is, or in that portion is, this happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. And I remember very well the path where I was with him in the sixth step and as I did the prayer and we went to the seventh step, and that was really the, the feeling of getting connected with God. And before it, I can I can really totally relate to them that I didn't trust in God and God was, I was always uh, one of those who was suspicious to God because God was always the one who had to punish me. And I really, um, with that part this I have this memory in that um, as I was praying uh, between the sixth and seventh step. I first had the idea, oh yes, and I felt there is a God. So, and then what is also speaking to me is that and it is really a, a warning once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going off life and that was also the part that was they are talking about me really I was I was uh, I was really so desperate and so confused and baffled on a daily basis with with all that stuff I did with food and there was no way of 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 hope and no way of I could really um, rely on and um there is that part living aside the dream question, they tell why living was so unfa- unsatisfactory. That is what I realized when I went through the steps and that I realized what is underlying and why, why it was so unsatisfactory. And they're the part of when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives. They present, they present a powerful reason why it, one should have faith I only have to look back from today and my life before I recovered. So to to figure out, yes, there is the presence of God now. And he is with me on a daily basis. Although I'm actually uh, facing also emotional stuff. I can feel the presence of God. And I'm always the only place where I can go actually is to the presence of God. And this is just always, I only have to compare my life today and how it was before I did that. And also this part, I love that that where it is written, uh, almost everyone knows the reason. Students of ancient history tell us that the intellect of man in those days was equal to the best of today. Yes, but um, even that didn't help me that I could solve my eating problem. And in, I, can, I can't find a difference between the ancient history uh, and the mind of them and, and the mind from me today uh, as before I recovered. And also what speaks to me so so, uh, so interesting is, the man's mind were fettered by superstition tradition and all sorts of fixed ideas. So that was my mind before I went through the steps and before I, where I get connected with God, I had so many fixed ideas about how I could solve my eating problems from all that different diets and all that bullshit I did on a daily basis and lying and stealing, and I can't really find any difference between their mind and and my mind before I recovered. And what every also speaks to me so. Interesting is we ask ourselves are not some of us just based and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as where there were the ancient about the realm of the material. It is me, it's me what what this is talking about. It is me that was really unreasonable about the realm of the spirit. And I and really this is um it's that actually difficult for me to explain in English. Wait a second, and um, I just have to think um. The difference between the ancients and me there is none because it's it's just that idea that I I got connected with God is that I can feel the presence of God and then i'm turning to. That portion of the next page, but in most fields, our generations has witnessed complete uh, liberation of our thinking, but that didn't work with my area and in my area and in and with my addictions there i had no liberation in my addiction before i was connected with god i was really i was uh, in, on a daily basis my thinking wasn't really complete there wasn't no complete liberation as i wasn't connected with god and what also is speaking to me is the part of is not our age characterized by the ease, which, with, ease with which we discard old ideas for new by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something which new does. So, that also is always that part when I'm connecting with that part of how my living is today and how it was before I recovered. And and this is absolutely not my mind uh, with like complete readiness as it did the complete readiness just came as I went through the steps, and I love also that portion with we had to ask because I always read that I had to ask myself why I shouldn't apply my human problems to the to the same readiness to change my point of view. I was always with this God idea was the God idea was for me always like he is in heaven and he doesn't take, he doesn't care about me. He does, he really takes care of important problems, but he doesn't take care of me because that was my, my experience. And I was having trouble with personal relationships. Oh, of course I had, when I'm thinking back with all that fights in my relationships and all that lost and broken relationships before I, I really got connected. I wasn't able to live with somebody because I was so broken. And through the connection with God, there is so much possible. There's so much more possible in my also in my relationship now. And I couldn't control my emotional nature. And even that, I didn't realize that I couldn't control it because it was always at that time, a fault of the others. And going through the steps, I realized and going to the connection with God, I realized there is always a part where I contribute to some to, to that to situation and conflict. And I I was a prey to misery and depression, depression. When I think back, standing up in the morning and seeing this fat body, I it started directly in the morning, the misery and depression. And that was that part. Where I always turned to food after the first minute when I saw my body I I started uh, to be depressed and I couldn't make a living it was my that is really describing my life before I got connected I wasn't able to do my living and I had a feeling of uselessness and this was something that is also what I love from the connection with God is that I get useful through working for God and through helping others, I'm not useless anymore. And I know I even there's always room for improvement, to do more, but the feeling of being useless isn't there anymore when I think, when I'm working with my sponsees. And I was full of fear and I was unhappy. And also when I'm facing now the conflict and that stuff I have to deal with, it's always the part. Oh God, help me! And this is the connection where the fear—it's not disappearing, but I can get a. How can I say a? It's a. There is a step between the fear and me when I get connected with God. And I'm. I couldn't see to be of real help to other people. It wasn't in in my mind that I that it is useful to help other people. And it was not a basic solution of these bad evil men's more important than whether I should see new rails of lunar flight, of course it was. And so just reading that and thinking of that is always when I'm looking on that part of my life now and as as it was before. And then also I love that when I saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance, And I love, I I didn't count uh, until today how often there is mentioned that it has to be simple and it has to be simple because I think it has to really be simple so that I also understand that. And this um, where, when I'm looking to that part of upon the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work. Of course, my idea didn't work, never it worked. And as right. I, okay, thank you. And as I, as I was faced with that portion in that big book, I was really going back and forth to my memories with God and to find a new idea of God. And that was simply through that experience that I had in my life then. And so, wait a second where, I, okay there. Um, and also that portion there, we agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea self-sufficiency would solve my would solve our problems. That is that what I did always before I get connected with God. And that is what, what I, I only have to think for, for one brief moment always back before I recovered and, and looking to that now. That never worked. It, it didn't work for 48 years. And so also there, I love it that part of logic is a great stuff, and uh, we liked it, and I still like it, yeah, I like it, but logic, that always kept me away from God, and so now, putting away sometimes the logic and connecting with God, is that what brings really the calm and quietness to me again, and so also there, that portion, when it comes to when, I, when we became alcoholics crushed by a self-imposed crisis, I could not postpone or await. I had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else. He is nothing, God either is or he isn't. What was, my, what was our choice to be? And that was my step one, to realize he is or he isn't. But the joy going back and looking to that, what my life was before God, that is only hell. So God is everything for me today on a daily basis in all my affairs. It changed my profession. It changed how I'm working with my clients. It's changed everything. It's the connection with God is that what brought me really a new life. And I, I only can be thankful for the big book and for those who helped me going through that and having this life with God now today. And arrived at this point when I'm looking at that last portion Perhaps we had been leaning too heavily on reason that last mile, and we did not like to lose our support. That was my last string, string to my old life, where I was really trying to figure out that I there may be a last chance that I can do that on my own. I, I may can do it. I may I may do not need God, and that was the last string of that. And I'm grateful I lost that string. That's that's all.
0: Oh, it, I wasn't timing you
2: I was actually moving something behind my computer are you okay do you want to finish the shop I, I hope that uh, I hope I got um, through the English because I'm really a little bit uh, nervous now but I hope I got through that and uh, thank you very much for letting me be of service <laughs> thank you Uta
0: and we can stop the recording now